Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week, me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 67, and we're talking Metroid Prime for the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, it's finally a Metroid episode. It's been a while. I'm surprised we've not done any Metroid games sooner. We have got one recorded, but I thought, considering we've already, you know, Metroid Prime Remastered is now on the shelves and everyone's loving it, I thought it'd be a good chance for me to get this one out. I Metroid Prime was the first Metroid I really played, and it was definitely the one I fell in love with the most. I was just... Oh, the environment, the sense of loneliness, the first-person shooter, it was just absolutely brilliant. I bought it day one, I finished it, I 100%ed it, and getting to play it again for the remastered edition has just been absolutely, so, just been so much fun. You know when you get that little blanket of nostalgia, it's like, oh, give me a cuddle, that's how it's felt. Now this week I am joined by Adam from the Good, the Bad and the Backlog podcast. Uh, you know when you want a new guest to come on and really put themselves on the map? Yeah, well, Adam did that. Let's just say he does that in a way where, you know, sometimes you can see me wanting to throw stuff at Chris, like, you know, basically find something and see how far it can take me to throw it from Australia to Florida. This was the kind of thing here with Adam. It was a good episode, by the way, but... Oh my word, it's all I can say. But I should say, if you want to basically um, just go straight to the episode, just go about 40, 45 minutes, something like that, uh, and you'll just get to that. Because we're going to do every, all the games and stuff first, because it's just fun. It's fun to do that all sort of stuff, isn't it? But first of all, I've got to do the plugs. Yes, we've got to get these out the way. Wherever you're listening to, please give it a five-star review. Leave it, a, you know, basically say whether it's good, say it's bad. Please follow on any of your socials. And when it does come up, when I do post... Please give it a retweet or give it a share. It just really helps get the show out there. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do on patreon.com forward slash retro wars. And for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, which is what could be top tens, modern day game reviews, gaming events, or anything I really want to talk about. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 40, where we were talking about the Metroid Primary Mastered and Metroid series beyond. <laughs> I had no idea this was even coming. It would have been... I was always thinking, oh, it'd be nice. It'd make sense that the Prime games come. But I was like, nah. I just didn't even think... To just drop it, you... You absolute little... So I was instantly trying to not tell the wife what was going on. The Queen had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And I'm getting very excited and spent more of our money...
And that was episode 40 of me talking about Metroid Prime Remastered and just the series in general. Next week, we're considering uh, Legend of Zelda, The Tears of the Kingdom, is now out. I'm going to do episode 41. I'm going to talk about Breath of the Wild. Not a review, just my relationship with it, because it's been a bit of an odd one. I'm not saying it's a bad game, it's a brilliant game. But it's just, I've got a weird relationship with that game. So I'm going to talk about all that. Now, also to let you know that 5% of all the Patreon fund each month will go to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, which provides games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised $2.80, which is tiny, I know, but one day I'd like to hope this grows and we can get to the stage of donating games and consoles. Additionally, if I get 1,000 subs on YouTube, so I'm starting to put all this on YouTube now, I will donate 5% of any income made from that as well. If you want to donate your games directly rather than just sell them like if it's an old game, you say, oh, I just want to get rid of it, there's a link in the description of this channel where you can just send it forwards. Additionally, what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, you get a chance to message me one-on-one, and you can take part in all our games of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and a chance for you to butcher your names. There we go. Right, that's the plug out the way. Let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where you guys can send in anything. Could be gaming related, could be movie, comic, and I will do my best to answer. A few questions this week. Captain N says, "Dear Dud, what is faster, infinite speed or instant teleportation?" Well, I had. I, hang on, have a think about this. Okay, so this is going to be basically the Goku question, isn't it? So the Goku question of uh, in, instant um, transmission. Look. Because I've, I've thought about this in the, the past, this, is, this is question has come up. I'm going to go with instant teleportation, instant transmission. Just for the simple reason, it's instant. With infinite speed, I get it, it's infinite speed, so it can be as fast as you want. But infinite speed means even infinite, you have to basically put some... And if you have to go forward in some way. There has to be some energy. You know, there has to be some movement has to be something, even if it's, you know, point no, 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 one. There has to be something where instant means instant. So, because that's often a thing with Goku, where you see it and it's like, he disappears and he goes, and then he goes, the next location is basically meant to be, as soon as he does the move, boom, he's there. Like, no, no movement, no nothing, he's there. So, I have thought about this, yeah. Someone from physics is going to argue, probably, no, you're actually wrong. Infinite speed means he'd definitely be there faster than instant teleportation. I think it's just because of the word instant. You're there in a fucking instance. I think. I think that's my logic. I'm, so I'm sure I've seen this before, but definitely I'm going with the Goku argument. So thank you. That's a, I never thought I'd have had to answer that one, but yes, bringing Goku into this. Thank you. I like it when that happens. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, okay, Mr. Danny, I've got a serious one for you. Although you were a Sega kid growing up, if there was one Super Nintendo exclusive game you could take and play on the Genesis instead, which would you take and why? Final Fantasy. It's the Final Fantasy series, 100%. I, it's not even not even a question. The Final Fantasy series, I would have taken 4 and 6 all day long. All day long. They were incredible games. They were absolutely incredible. And yeah, there was Super Mario, which is great. 
Um, but I would have taken Final Fantasy 4 and 6 all day long because they were just so, so good. Like the way they told epic stories, the way they basically reinvented how RPGs could be. I know the Dragon Quests were giving it a go, but when it came to how you write a story in RPG, these were the ones that did it. They were just absolutely incredible. Like Final Fantasy Four, like holy shit, that that stuff got dark very early on when you play that, and there was no way I would, you know, I oh god, I know we have. RPGs on the Genesis and the Mega Drive, and other people are going to go, oh, yeah, they were absolutely quality ones. You tell me if any, you sit there and give me a serious argument, have a really straight face, and tell me that any of the games on the Mega Drive, when it comes to RPGs, were better than Final Fantasy 4 and 6, and you cannot. You cannot. There is no way you Fantasy Star, Shining Force, no, none of them hold up to those two. No chance. They're two of the best RPGs. Not just in their own respective series, but just in general. Final Fantasy VI is often touted as one of the best, if not the best, RPG. So let's not let's not you know kid ourselves here. I know people are thinking Chrono Trigger, but you know that's probably one which other people are thinking. Where the fuck's you not mention that? You Super Mario Land, you know, Donkey Kong, Street Fighter Two. Oh no, no, saying that we had that, didn't we? We had that on the Mega Drive. Duh. Um, but no, it's it's for me. It's Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IV and VI. The Final Fantasy definitely. And if you get one one particular game, Final Fantasy VI, it would be that one. I think that is the the better version. Obviously, it's the better game. Uh, Final Fantasy VI would be the pinnacle. It is again one of the best RPGs out there. I'm open to saying that. Is it better than seven? Mm, no, but that's in my opinion. Other people are going to go. Of course it is. Shut up. Um, but for me, six is still one of the best games. You give me top ten lists, it's in there. It definitely is. But thank you, Blaine the Hoagie Man. I like that question. Dave McGee says, Dear Dingleberry Dano, the recent Xbox flop Redfall has me thinking, would you rather kiss Captain N or Raging Demon? Well, there was me thinking that was going to be a sensible question, but hey-ho, it went off the rails, didn't it? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm not gay, but, you know, no homo. Um, and that's not a joke. If you get that reference, um, hmm... Who do I rather kiss? Now, I don't know what either look like. That's the problem. Um, but I think Captain N would be more dominating where Raging Demon would let me be the dominator. So I'm going to say Raging Demon just for the simple fact that I'd probably control what happened. Where I think Captain N would try and control the situation. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to take Raging Demon because I can control the length, which would be very, very short. That's going to get clipped, isn't it? Um... I would, yeah. Raging Demon's probably like, what the f- where, what is going on? Or, they've read this on Patreon, been worried about what my answer's gonna be for the whole week. Well, there you go. Raging Demon, if we one day do meet in Perth, you know why I'm coming there. I'm not coming to do an episode of the show for you, I'm coming to kiss you. Mmm, give us a kiss. (laughs) You guys are so weird, you really are. Chris Copleen says, where's his question? Here it is. Chuck Stud, I'm trying to figure out your whole entire monarchy thing. So, oh God, here we go. So Lizzie kicked the bucket and her son Chuck took over and was crowned or something. But then he gets crowned again last week. Like, why? Can't they be like normal people and do their weird dress-up games in private too? Maybe you can explain this to me. Hmm. Didn't think we'd get historical on this one. Yes, we had recently the coronation of King Charles III. I watched it. I really enjoyed it because I like that, all that sort of thing. And it's my history. It's my heritage. Um, Okay, so to explain it, why it's done like that. 
I don't think I really could, I can make any fun like this. So basically, um, Queen Elizabeth II died, and yeah, King Charles was made the king. You know, he's called King Charles straight away, but it's, his coronation's taken place only just recently. It's because it's been a tradition since 1066, and what they've done, it, it gives the country enough time to mourn her passing, so mourn the current monarch's passing, and then you put the new king. The, the king is the king, but his whole coronation is basically to say, okay, look, let, let's all grieve, let's all have time, and then once it's appropriate time, then we'll do the ceremony. Also, you, you've got to think about the amount of stuff that would have had to go forward, the preparation, because if you'd been like a week before the, you know, the queens and a week after it would have been the kings or something like that, the security councils would have lost their mind because the amount of the amount of security involved in these things is absolutely ridiculous. And also the whole, uh, you know, you look at what they did as that celebration because that's what it's meant to be, the celebration of a new king. So you can't have like, um, a, you're meant to be in mourning for Queen Elizabeth and then suddenly, oh yeah, this is a fucking party. Get the horses out, party time, she's dead. No, it's it's not going to be like that. So yeah, there's your question. So um, well, there's your answer, I should say. There's a question. So when Charles kicks the bucket, uh, William, well, I think he's William the Fourth. I can't remember what William will be, uh, but they'll be the same sort of thing. There'll be a passing, and then eventually Will will be king, but then he'll have his coronation at some point later in the future. All right, weird, yeah, interesting question, but I will said I will answer it. Finally, Raging Demon says, so New Mortal Kombat is going to be a reboot. I'm sick of reboots. I'll talk about this, really. Sick of reboots, genuinely. Are you sick of reboots? Seriously, take a chance and make some new shit so we complain about how it's too different. I, I kind of agree with that. I, I, I'm sick of a reboot. Now, I'm not going to go too much into this, um, but I'll go into it when it comes to the news. Um, but yeah, because I've noticed it as well. So yeah, Raging, I'm not ignoring that question. I'm just going to answer it a little bit later. Okay? Okay, buddy? I know I said a kiss you, but, you know, we've got to keep these things professional, haven't we? we? You know, there's a line. Sometimes, but in private, matey, in private. Okay. So there are all our questions. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate when you send questions, when you send your questions in, when you send your questions in. Right, let's move into our new section, which we call Patch 67.0. Okay, patch 67.0 is our news section. And, well, let's be honest, we all know what the big news is. Zelda's out. Tears of the Kingdom released on Friday. The reviews came in literally just before it hit. Tens, mostly tens. Um, not perfects, but it's been getting a lot of 10 out of 10s. I think IGN gave it a 10 game spot. I think gave it full marks as well. Uh, I know people are very excited. Um, so, if you don't want to get spoiled, don't go on social media which is ridiculous because I'm asking you to go on social media to promote my show, but I imagine some idiots are going to be trying to spoil it for everybody. So just be careful what you're clicking and be careful what you're seeing before you played it because I know a lot of people have been waiting. It's been six years. Six years. Like, my game doesn't arrive until next week because Amazon decided, oh, yeah, we're not going to send it until after release date. The fuck? <laughs> no. I pre-ordered this bastard months ago. But, hey-ho, it will arrive. Like, somebody, apparently, Alex Palkia, Palkia, he's a Pokemon, uh, he waited 72 hours in New York. 
And then he said two guys from Canada waited five days outside the shops. Why? Why? What were you waiting for? Like, if you've got a pre-ordered version of the game, you just get your pre-ordered version of the game. Like, Zelda's not going to come out of, like, Nintendo Storm and be there to give you a blowy because you waited that long. Like, what are you, what are you playing at? That's just ridiculous. Ugh, but again, some people have this... I don't know why. I, I just don't. I, maybe that's, old again, old man shouting at the cloud sort of thing, but I, I don't know. You might call it a thing. I, saying that, though, I hope everyone's seen the recent advert. I think it's really good because they could have gone full dum dum but they didn't. It was just a man on a bus in England. Um, I assume that's England. I'm pretty much sure it is. And he's just basically like in that monotonous daily cycle of you know going to work, coming home, and then he starts playing Zelda. And it's very simple, you know. He's just seeing him nice piano music, and he's just playing the game. And he's having a nice time, and he goes back on the bus, and he's playing it. And I get that. I like that advert. People might not say, well, what was the point of it? But if you look at the older generations in my generation who are in that cycle of, you know, go to work, come back from work, go out and see the family, and then just, you know, rinse and repeat. You know, we're in that cycle, aren't we? But just because we're in that cycle doesn't mean that we're too old for video games. They're too old that we can just go away on a new adventure. And Zelda's the perfect game for that. It really was. Breath of the Wild was that sort of thing. So I used to, you know, I'll talk about it more next week, but on the DLC. But I would just play, you know, on the way to work when I was on going to Sydney. And it was like a one hour 40 train journey. And I'd just, just mess around and just explore. Explore Hyrule and just walk around. And it was just so much fun. It just took all my time away from the train journey. It took me to a whole new world and I can just smile. I don't, And also you have to have that mentality. Because people might look at you, oh, you're an old man, you know, you know, you shouldn't be playing video games. Fuck them. You do what you want to do. If it brings you joy, fuck them. As long as, well, you're not going out shooting people, because if you're doing that, 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 that fuck you. But you, you can get, that brings you joy. But as long as you're not doing anything illegal, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, then just enjoy yourself. Have, you do you. So your life, enjoy it. But yeah, just, you're never too old to video game. I'll tell you, that, never too old. You really aren't. Now, it's the end of financial year, so we've got uh, some game figures that have been coming out, and I've been laughing at some of these. Um, Elden Ring apparently has sold enough copies to give everyone in New York their own version. Um, they've sold 20.5 million copies since its launch in Feb, and the population of New York, according to a recent census, was 20.2 million. So you'd still have 300,000 copies left. Ridiculous. Ridiculous figures. It's insane. And Capcom, apparently, they've come out and they've said they've sold over 41 million games in their last financial year. Yeah, Capcom are back. Capcom are definitely back. And they can put this down to Resident Evil 4 remake, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. And the thing is, Resident Evil released a week before the end of the financial year. So I guarantee there's more copies of that game that are still hiding away. And they've still got Street Fighter 6 to come out in a few months. Yeah, Capcom, I don't know, next month, Capcom are definitely back. They're coming to Cap God. Let's get into that sort of status. If they can keep this role going, like, they are on a good, good role at the moment. So, well done, Capcom. I think you've finally got back into becoming one of the major players again. Uh, made up for that. And talking about final figures I'm going to go for, you know, just said about Elden Ring hitting 20.5 million. 
Mario Kart 8 has passed 50 million. It's 53.79 million. Now, bear in mind, this is the Switch version and not the Wii U version figures added in. And the next best game on the Switch was 42.21 million from Animal Crossing, which I thought was quite interesting. But honestly, Zelda's only got nearly 30 million at 29.81. I found that really interesting. I thought literally if you buy the Switch, you buy Zelda. But maybe that was the beginning. Maybe as time's got on, you know, another year. So Zelda's not going to be the game which everyone buys. But yeah, I thought Zelda would have more. Maybe it'd be interesting to see what Tears of the Kingdom's going to have. Because I've been walking around the shops and everything's like, oh, it's definitely Zelda Day. Uh, we're trying to get some of the posters, you know, the, the display. Because I want to try and make a backing for me here so I can maybe put this on YouTube, like with my face on it. I thought that was quite interesting. But yeah, sales fucking 50 million. Well, Mario Kart 9, see, you're not getting it. You, Why would you get it? If they keep saying this, it's not coming for a long time. Right, okay, let's move on. Now, this goes back to Raging Demon's question. Mortal Kombat 12 could actually be a reboot. Now, how this actually happened was the official Twitter account. Um, you saw a clock, and it was counting from 9, because that's when kind of the, the last reboot, and up to 11. But once it gets to 12, the hour hand straight up skips and goes back to number 1 on the clock. Look, it makes sense considering the plot. I will give it that because, again, if you've not played Mortal Kombat uh, 11, um, Liu Kang basically becomes the almighty god of all time. And you see a it basically goes back to a shot where it's the first Kung Lao who is meant to be the hero before he came involved. And as he's making like a toy, I think it is, and um, Liu Kang speaks to him. And then it ends. So I think they are going to do a reboot. But I want them to take a chance on this one. I am with Raging Demon. Take a chance. And by that I mean. If you're going to do a reboot. And you're starting with Kung Lao. Make a whole new thing with Kung Lao. I have no problem with you bringing the old characters into it to play as. But not as part of the story. Or you know. I'm either that or you carry on the story. Because the time travel elements is ridiculous now that Liu Kang is now the master of all. You know, it's kind of like they can reset at any time. And reboots kind of do annoy me because I don't think it needed a reboot. Because Mortal Kombat was probably in the best position it has been for a long time. Mortal Kombat 10 was great. Mortal Kombat 11 is fantastic. So to do another reboot, you only really do that shit if you, you, know, you see your game's not doing very well. It's like if Street Fighter 6 didn't sell very well and really bombed and nobody ever bought it. They might have to reboot the whole series just to try and reinvigorate it. But it's not going to happen because Street Fighter 6 is going to sell really well. And I just think if you sell them, well, don't. Just make better stories. That should be the thing. And I know time travel and alternate realities became the thing because of the whole Marvel. And I think a lot of people jumped onto this. You know, this multiverse theory. And Mortal Kombat did do that. And when you do that, you're kind of like, all right, okay, where do we go from here? Because there's multiverses. We can now reset time. Ugh, it's just messy. Again, I am with you, Raging. I think they should take a risk. Make brand new characters. Make this Kung Lao. Then make all new bad guys. Make go Just do something a little bit different. But again, we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen on the horizon with that one. Hopefully, we'll get some news from Ed Boon, this team. But yeah, at the moment, it's all speculation. Um, some sad news I saw. Um, Ubisoft has confirmed 60 people have going to lose their jobs. And they've confirmed a round of layoffs for team members in the US and the UK. The company said in emailed statements, 
um, basically to North Carolina, North Carolina and Newcastle, in my Newcastle in England. It could be impacted due to organizational changes. The cuts are from coming from their customer relations call center team. And basically, they come out and said, it's evolving its organization to focus on where we have significant impact while remaining steadfast in our commitment to consistency, support our players anywhere in the world. Uh, this is shit. It's really shit. But sadly, that this isn't a gaming thing. This is just a company thing. Companies restructure. Maybe they found a more streamlined way to do things. Um, I, I'm not happy it's happened. But, you know, again, the, this is the company who thinks that we need to save a bit of money or maybe we've got a better way of doing things. So I'm, I'm sad for all those involved, for those 60 people. I really hope they get new jobs soon. That, that's all I can say, especially in these times. I wish them all the best and hope, hope someone can pick them up or they can find a new job to go to. All the best to you. That's all I can really say on that. I think anything else, I, I don't, I, I get why they do it. Again, money's money. The end of the day. Now, talking about money's money, EA, people who love money. Now, they've commented on the Microsoft Activision sale and why it doesn't matter to them. <laughs> Standard. Because basically what's been going on with the legal thing with between Microsoft and everyone in the UK courts, uh, Andrew Wilson, the EA CEO, has said the company is largely indifferent to whether or not the deal goes through. He said, we think we have to have the scale again back to our network, our IP and our talent to continue to navigate the future and lead the future of entertainment and compete in the marketplace regardless of whether that deal goes through or caught or not. He said his earnings, I think, oh sorry, in his latest earnings call, Wilson said, I think that we have tremendous assets with respect to the future of entertainment. But as it stands today, I think we're indifferent as to whether the Microsoft activation sale goes through or not. We feel as it's an incredible strategy. We feel like we have an incredible opportunity we and whether it goes through or not, we'll continue to get the number. We'll continue to be the number one publisher on the Microsoft platform. Basically, what he's saying is that was a mouthful, wasn't it? What he's saying is we don't give a shit. We're still going to make games. We're still going to make money. Fuck all of you. That's basically it in a nutshell. Well, let's see how your FIFA game does first, and then we can start talking. But that's basically what he's saying. It's like basically, I don't care. We don't give a shit. We're still going to be the number one game, so number one service, who cares? That's what, just sum it up. That's what he's saying. We don't give a shit, in politer words. And then basically, he, Andrew Wilson's then gone on to talk about people buying on another. And, you know, basically he's hoping that EA are going to become a meaningful consolidator itself. And he goes on and says, will there be an industry consolidation? Will there be broader entertainment consolidation? If I was predicting the future of the long term, I would say that's almost certain certainty at some level. I would love for us to have the scale to be a meaningful consolidator at this point. I think we have tremendous assets with respect to the future of entertainment. So what is basically going on, and this goes back to the Microsoft Activision deal, is that everyone's starting to merge. Everyone's starting to buy each other out. Sony have been doing it. And, you know, so he's basically, we'd love to be in a situation where we can start buying people out. Like who's to say that someone will try and buy EA out one day for like twenty billion or something? But that's where it looks at the moment. Everyone's trying to like it's like they're making a draft. Let's get you know, that Rick that bit from um, Rick and Morty. He's like, "Son of a bitch, I'm in." It's like that. Everyone's going around trying to make their own little crew, and EA want to make their own little crew one day. But they don't care as long as there's money to be make. They'll be around. It's like they'll be sniffing around, going, "Money." Money, can I get involved? I'm EA. I want your money, bastards. I want more of it. Because, you know, they are little shits. Now, finally, 
final last little thing which made me made me laugh. Uh, a lady went on the Antiques Roadshow. I think this is the American one, and she brought these Pokemon cards up there from 1999 and thought they were like, ah, oh, yeah, I sell them for like fifty dollars. And then the guy's like basically pointing at it you know, with with a with a stick rather than touching him because he can see some of them are like worth a lot. Like she's got Shadowless Charizard in there. I would have ripped their fucking hand off that. So if you don't know what I mean, Shadowless Charizard is basically the next step up from a um, first edition. So it not it was apparently it's not going to be tens just because of their little condition. But still, if she, I saw Shadowless Charizard, I would rip her hand off. I would basically fl- have picked up the book, flown through the window, commando style. If I got glass in my face, which is a possibility, that's fine. That's what the insurance is going to cover because I'm going to make so much money from that Charizard card. I was like, you lucky bitch. Again, I want to find mine. Mummy, where did you put them? <sighs> but that's the new section. I hope you all had fun. Right. We're going to bring something back. It's Celebration Sector. Yes, yeah, Celebration Sector is only brought in sporadically. It's not being mentioned all the time unless there is something to celebrate. And unfortunately, I do have something to celebrate. My wife passed her citizenship test. Yay. Now, you're thinking, well, that's not nice of you to do that. But the reason why I'm doing this is because... So I got 19 out of 20 on the test, right? You need you need 15. And then she came and said, oh, I'm going to get 20. I said, I don't care. I do not care. I just want you to pass. I do not care. And then she literally came out the test room with this big smug look on her face. I was like, I got 20. I was like, I don't care. I do not give a shit. And then she was like, oh, there was two questions I wasn't sure about, so I just guessed. But I didn't want to get 18 because I have worse than you. I was like, I don't care. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to rub it in your face. I'm not like that. I'm not that sort of person. Well, I could be, but I'm not. So well done to her. She's officially passed. So now we're just waiting for our big pompous ceremony where we're all done and we are officially residents, or sorry, citizens of Australia and we can sing national anthems and basically walk around in our thongs, our shoes, the flip-flops here. I can just do that. But yeah, there we go. Well done, the Queen. You did very well. Oh, I'll hear, I still hear about it now ridiculous all right let's move in to our free section which everyone can play which is called stick it up your jinjo Sticky Dubby Jinjo is our free section which anyone can play. And that's where basically we ask what's been your gaming well, achievements, what's been your gaming frustration of the week. And we've got a few because I said we've got there's a, quite a lot on Facebook. Medine Safar. And again, if I butcher any of these names, I'm really sorry. Any FIFA game online, damn that thing is scripted, I tell you. You know what? I can't, <laughs> whilst I can't understand the rage with that one because... I don't play FIFA online. I play it with my friends. I can understand the rage that comes with FIFA. The amount of rage quits I've seen. They are FIFA. And the amount of times I've seen where TVs get smashed up or broken. Holy shit. It makes me laugh every time. Like people like punch their TV. I might watch a few of them afterwards. They just make me giggle so much. It's like, Jesus, the rage that people have for FIFA. I can't think of any other online game which does that. It's just incredible. So, Medine, if I pronounce that incorrectly, I'm sorry. But if you've broken a TV, have you broken any controllers? Let me know. Joby McJoberson, that's a mouthful, says, Dying Light 2. 
I managed to throw six or seven zombies off a roof. It sounds dub, but ragdoll physics tickle me. <laughs> I get what he means by that. So basically, uh, ragdoll physics is where the, the body just moves in all sorts of random things. When in reality, if you just threw a body off, it's just going to go limp and just fall off. But in video games, some, some way, the body just like does wacky inflatable arm flame tube, man. And it's like... Bruh! when they fall down now again i've not played dying light 2 but i imagine that's what he's on about that's like they they go when they fall rather than just like slump to the ground is the proper full wacky inflatable on flame tube man and just like this is going down it has to be please joby send me some footage of that because it's got to be and like you throw six or seven zombies off a roof right come on fuckers like bear in mind they'll be dead weight at that point so getting six or seven of them at the top of the roof Obviously, it's probably not going to bother. How did you get him on top of the roof in a video game? I'm intrigued. Is there a pickup? Is there a pickup ability? He's like, oh, I'm going to pick this corpse up, and off it goes. And Jed Zager says, I once broke my DSi during a frustrating game of Mario Party DS. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you broke your DSi? How did you break your DSi? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell did you snap it did you break the screen did you throw it oh playing mario party of all games i get sometimes the mario party ai is bullshit so i can laugh at that but to break your dsi oh i bet the pain i bet the the the, the rage had gone and the real like realization of what you've done like oh shit mommy mommy i broke my dsi so why Mario Party. Oh, that would make me laugh so much. Oh, wait, it, it wouldn't, but it would, it wouldn't. I hope I've, oh, Jade, show me a picture. What happened? Tell me. How did it hurt you? Tell me, Jade. Uh, sorry, Jed, I should say Jade. I'm saying the wrong name here. All right, Raw, this is being butchered. Rory Kalilu, Kalilu, um, he just said dropping an egg in Monster Hunter. So I assume if you drop an egg in Monster Hunter, it smashes. So I'm guessing at this one, someone's going to bitch at me because I don't know. I'm, I suppose you're not talking about like a normal egg like you're going to eat. I'm talking about, I suppose, a monster's egg that you've probably been trying to raise. So it's like Pokemon style. And then when you break that thing, that's an arse. So yeah, that'll be an arse. If, if the egg didn't come around often, yeah, that pissed me off. If it was like Pokemon style, where you just go quick by crowd and you come back and they've got it on again, then okay, yeah, you're not getting the rage from that one. But... From you, the fact you mentioned it makes me think this is something that's like a timed event. Like it may take two days or something, and then you have to repeat the process. And that's the case. Yeah, that I'm sorry about that. I I um I don't want to see that. If it's a regular egg, stop your moaning. Don't cry of a broken egg. Just get on with it. Assume isn't it? Don't cry of a spilt milk. I think that's the phrase. But either way, there we go. And finally, Dale George Murray says I snapped a PS3 controller in half once because of a Black Ops gun game. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it and a ps3 controller as well oh no because those things were expensive back in the day oh how did you snap it in half holy shit like they were quite sturdy you went full hulk on it like, like you've gone past the realization like you must have had because if you try and snap that you're going to feel that, like, you, it's going to go. And, you know, sense would have kicked in. Like, shit, I better not do this. But to snap it in half, holy shit. You've gone full adrenaline to do that. You fully hulked out there, Dale. 
Oh my god, over a but it's over Black Ops One. I love this section, I really do. Oh, they're great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate them. I, I will mention that I've said you all in the Facebook group, but that's funny. That's funny. Keep them coming. It, on that Facebook group, keep mentioning them because they're good. I like reading them. They're good fun. All right, let's move into our final get game, which is our Patreon game, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen. So Survival Die is where we basically have two games, two characters, two franchises, two mechanics, and they are knelt between Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his Shower Khan Hammer. And basically, we ask you guys which one of them should live to fight another day and which one of them should have their brains splattered in by Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And this week, considering we're talking about Metroid and we're talking about you know, Metroid to Metroidvania, isn't it? I thought, well, I could have just gone with bringing, you know, one of the games out. But I thought that's an easy one to do. So I looked at looking at the bad guys in the series of Dracula from Castlevania or Ridley from the Metroid series. As I said, there is a right answer, but I, I can be swayed. I like to hear your opinions. And everyone jumped in on this one. I really like you all did. Finally, so basically, I think six responses. So let's see. Let's do the tally. Captain N says, well, if this, this isn't a dilly of a pickle, I have to I have to use some very scientific logic to come up with a proper answer. Oh, do you? Do you, Captain N? I should write something like this. You should. Ridley from the Metroid series should survive over Dracula for the potential of compelling storyteller and character development. Holy shit, he's actually writing a proper answer. His rivalry with Sam Saran offers rich history and new narrative possibilities. Ridley's complex character adds depth to the franchise, where Dracula's story has been extensively explored. Prioritizing Ridley's survival against the potential of engaging storytelling in future Metroid games. However, Dracula dies if he goes into the sun, and there's a ginger that hits close to home. For this reason, I choose Ridley to die. What the fuck? What the fuck? You you were doing so well. You were doing so well, Captain, until that last line. Because of the... <laughs> because, yeah, I get it as a ginger. I, you know, I have to literally put... I'm not a ginger, but my I'm so pale-skinned. I have to put so much sun cream on when I play football. My white shorts have now turned brown. It's minging. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's one, one nil for Ridley to die. Love it. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, let's see, both seemingly die, only resurrect somewhere later on, so I'm just going to pick which series I like more. So I'll pick Ridley to survive, and I'll be taking no further questions. I walk backwards out of this door, both middle fingers in the air. No, 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 no. You, you, you've just picked that on the series, but because you followed the rules technically, you can have it. So you can walk out the door backwards, raising your middle fingers, and I'm not going to be chasing you or kicking them or trying to break your fingers off. That's fine. So Ridley survived, and so we've got one all so far. So, okay, Blaine, you 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 made that just. Just. Dave McGee says, I choose the opposite of Captain N. Fuck that guy. Right? This is what happens when you join our Patreon. You go after each other. Well, I just read his comments. He's wrong. Ridley survives, and Dracula dies because vampires are overrate, overrated and lame like Captain N. Wow. Wow. Laying the smack down here, Dave. Again, join Patreon at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars for $1 each month. You get to slag off other Patreons, and I'll read it out because it's funny. 
Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> I love our little community. It's like, literally, you're going to slag me off or you're going to slag each other off. What are we going to do if we got to the stage where we did get the, the magic, say, a thousand Patreons? And then literally all it is is just like, well, I think he's a dickhead. I think he's a dickhead. I'll have to make like a new section, like dickhead corner or something. And it'll just be like the Patreons slagging everyone off. And because I won't have time to read all like the Discord, it'll just be me with no context, just picking a side. So basically, yeah, that, that if I get to a thousand Patreons, we'll make it just to basically the boxing matches. That'll be great. Raging Demon. Oh, right. So, so what are we on now? Uh, so Ridley survives. So we're on 2-1 to Ridley to survive. Raging Demon says, hmm, can you add a third option, Danny? No. no. So I can pick to anyone. It's a bit different ones of Captain and Dave McGee. Oh, for fuck's sake. I haven't played Castlevania yet, so Dracula is still alive, I guess. Okay, there we go. So because he's not played Castlevania, Dracula's still alive. And no, see, this is the thing. Yeah, even Raging Demon wants to jump in on this. Who do you want to pick? Who do you want to attack? Fuck's sake. So it's two all. Bucky the Beagle Hurdler. I'm keeping that. Um, Dracula hands down. He's a bad as he's bad as fuck. No matter where he shows up. Did Bram Stoker write a classic gothic novel? And Ridley, nope. Oh, sorry, called Ridley. No, sorry, I'll read that again. Sorry. Did Bram Stoker write a classic gothic novel called Ridley? Nope. Dracula steals the show. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Bram Stoker's Dracula was a classic, absolute classic. And look what it did for the whole vampire community. They're they're still reading it. Fuck that Twilight shit. It's a better story than Twilight. So that's three for Dracula to survive. Two for Ridley to survive. It is all on Chris Copleen. Ridley is a dinosaur with no personality. Oh, I'm sorry. Space pirate. Well, actually, Ridley does have... Um, I'll go into that. Uh, Ultimate Ridley just looks lame. Makes no sense. Plus, have you seen the NES sprite? He just looks like he let out a massive fart and shit in his pants. Dracula, though. Drac's a badass. And you may as well have him, have him survive because you can't kill him anyway since you killed off the House of the Dead team. I'm pretty sure Dracula can morph into something that looks like Ridley if you really are that upset about it. He's got a point. Now, let's just go through his points. Yes, in the games, Ridley doesn't look like he's got any personality at all. But in, like, comics and stuff, Ridley does. Ridley can talk. Um, so there is some personality. I think he like, talks through roars. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But, look, you play Tekken... They can understand, the characters can understand King and Armor King, and all they do is roar as a Jaguar. So let's not use fucking logic in these things. Um, yeah, look, if you, you you are missing, I understand his point. Dracula can just morph into probably Ridley, and it's done. So basically, the, you all guys have voted four people for Dracula to survive, and two people to have Ridley have his brain smashed out. I'm going to go with the majority this week. I think Dracula should survive, and Ridley should have his brain smashed out. Dracula's a badass. Don't get me wrong, Dracula is a badass. He produces such lines as, Have at you! Um, so when you have someone say lines of that quality, um, like, what is a man? But just a boom, bag of secrets. And then obviously you've got the Castlevania anime series where they did an incredible job with Dracula. Yep, sorry, people go, what's the anime? I don't care. It's my show, fuck you. Um, yep, so Ridley, you are getting your brain smashed in. Thank you, Mr. Dean Morgan. Do the honours with the shower can't hammer and send Ridley to his grave. All right, we are getting there. We are getting there. Let's just go a little bit further on. So what have I been up to? Well, I've been playing more footy. Um, got to go golf for a little bit yesterday. Only the last 10 minutes and we got beat 4-0. None of the goals are my fault. I wasn't in goal by that point. And we, we still haven't drawn one game all season. We're shit. Um, I've been buying GameCube games. 
oh, I know Raging Demon's like, no, stop buying GameCube games. Yeah, I, I, I managed to get a few more as well. But I got these ones really cheap, and it's really annoying me because it, they wanted a lot for 200 and I would have got a shit ton of games, and it would have probably saved me a lot of money. I was like, fuck. But oh, well, look, you know, I should have really just bought the whole lot, and then I could have probably just sold them and made a bit of profit. But yeah, oh, well. I had a day off on Friday, which was really nice. Because I was meant to be working on Saturday, but then that got cancelled. So it was just nice. Me and the missus went out. I uh, had a really nice time. Just basically went and watched Hypnotic, the new Ben Affleck film. And it was all right. It was pretty good. I it was, it, 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 I can't really go into the plot because it would spoil everything. But I thought yeah, it was all right. Nice to get, you know, I had to explain it with chips to the wife because she was completely confused. I said, this bot, this. <laughs> so I had the main female was one um, drink of Coke. Ben Affleck was a drink of Coke with a tomato sauce on it. The tomato sauce uh, was his daughter. That's These aren't spoilers. The chips were a bad organization, so I had to <laughs> use chips. It was great. Uh, she got it in the end. Uh, what have I been playing? I can't remember if I mentioned it last week. Uh, I finished Advance Wars for the Game Boy Advance. We've got someone lined up to record that episode, and we're recording actually something else. Um, prior but i'm going to see if we can maybe get that one recorded pretty toot sweet and i'll get that on the air soon as well i, I have finished both pokemon card games and the second one as well which came up for the J japan only there was a fan translation so i managed to play that absolute crime that no one never came out i have a guest who's going to do both episodes i uh, can't wait to do those with him he just needs to finish the second one he's done the first one he just needs to do the second one so they are coming soon uh, and i will be on zelda um breath of the wild i'll be on that to get a bit of a refresh before my new copy arrives so that's what i've been playing okay my, your thoughts on Pro metro prime i give you guys a chance to you know say your little bits captain n says oh, here we go he'll be the bullshit one wasn't it nintendo's rich history of metro games is taken into the realm of 3d for the first time and i couldn't agree more there we go there we fucking we go standard there's some common sense out of that boy and then there isn't this is a oh, strange strange man blaine he, he's just annoyed because i didn't kiss him Blaine the Hoagie Man says, This here is one of my favourites of the entire Metroid series. Being able to play the game through the visor of Samus is incredible. The details they add like rain droplets on her visor or it can get steamed up. The music outstanding and the, it, the combat is pretty fun. It is. Like, yeah, the, the droplets on the visor is really good. It is so good. And you're yeah, seeing it's getting steamed up in certain points where there's like its heart or this thing. So much context and so much detail they put into this game. It's stupid. Uh, they didn't need to do the steam. They didn't need to do the rain on the visor. They didn't need to do the fact that when you use a gun, like a like a, a missile close to a wall, you see her eyes reflected. You didn't need to do that, but they did. Holy shit, this was just outstanding and so much fun. And yeah, you're right, completely. It's a great game. And I've been rambling on long enough. I said, I love Metroid Prime. I was so happy I got to play this again on the remastered edition. And I was so happy that my guest wanted to come on and enjoyed it as well. Um, so that was, it said, Adam from the Good, the Bad, and the Backlog podcast. All I can say is, uh, it's not my fault. That's all I'll say with this. <sighs> let's, let's just get into it. We've been in long enough. It's been 45 minutes. Okay, I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, myself and Adam from the Good, the Bad, and the Backlog podcast are going to talk about Metroid Prime, which first came out for the Nintendo GameCube in Europe on March the 21st, 2003. Fuck me, over 20 years ago, I am so old.
Making his debut to the show is Adam from The Good, The Bad and The Backlog. How are you, sir? Ah, uh, I'm just swell, um, mate. That way, that's <laughs> that's an Australian thing. I'm trying to think of like a British greeting. Oh, no, we say mate. We, no, oh, yeah. we, we in the northwest of England, we go, all right, mate, all right, kidder. That's, yeah. that's how it is for me. But it's it's weird because it's also an Australian thing to say. So it's like, oh, well, that doesn't really translate well, that you well. Go, you go, mate. Mate. You put like, uh, a healthy girth about it, don't you? Hello, mate. How about that? <laughs> hello, mate. <laughs> mate. You sound like you smoked a lot of drugs when you start that. <laughs> hello, mate. You sound a bit from Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Or Jamaica, See, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is a Melbourne guy talking to now an unofficial, still yet to be had his citizenship song and dance New South Wales, man. So technically, we should be hating each other. That's how this should really be going. Uh, th- that's only if you care about like football and shit, which I do not. So who cares? Yeah. It's not my yeah. fault, by the way, that Melbourne is the most livable place in Australia. Yeah, it's it's nice. I was I was where, where's yeah I've been New South Wales, Queens. Where was I? Gold Coast, oh, sunshine. Oh God, gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And went to play all of the rides. It was good fun. Oh God, I'm such a <laughs> kid. But you've decided to gracefully call my show because I, I approached you uh, yes. and asked if you wanted to do M- Metroid Prime and your response was well I haven't got fond memories of it <laughs> <laughs> well I re-listened to the episode that I did with um, Patrick at uh, Retro Blast which I recorded like a year ago and oh, apparently wow. I really really liked it so <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I really liked it but um my opinion on that may have changed a little bit. I've just sort of like mellowed out. That's all. I'm not a you, huge fan. See, I, I'm. I loved Metroid Prime when I first got hold of it because for yeah. me it was my it was my first real experience playing Metroid. I knew of it. I uh-huh. knew of Samus. I knew of Metroid, but I'd never really played it as a kid. And it wasn't because I never had a Super Nintendo. That's simply the reason why. And then I got a GameCube, and I saw Metroid Prime, and I saw, okay, this looks different. It's it's all, you know, first person. Bought it and absolutely freaking loved it. It was great. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I actually guess that this is probably my first real exposure to a Metroid... Fuck. To a Metroid game as well. Um, I had played Super Metroid on, obviously, Super Nintendo when I was a kid. Like, I rented it from a video easy, and mm. I fucking hate... 2D side-scrolling games. So, really? And plat- yeah, and platformers, by the way. All of them suck. <laughs> all of you. None of you are safe. <laughs> fuck you all. Yeah, fuck all of you. Mario especially. Fuck Mario. <laughs> fuck Sonic. Whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Fuck him. Oh, he- okay, okay. Right, okay, yeah, you respect opinions. I will fuck say, though, ones. Sonic Adventure 2 on GameCube, that is mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Do you know what I've not done? <laughs> I haven't played Sonic Adventure two for so long, uh, and I I loved everything about that, apart from the yeah. apart from the um, the digging. Fuck that shit! But I yeah. loved Sonic Adventure. Jesus Christ, that was, that was that the game. that was the first game I got in my GameCube, and I just kind of got it because I needed another game other than Luigi's Mansion at launch, and mm. I spent like two hundred hours in that game, <laughs> breeding a bunch of chow. <laughs> I didn't think I would love it as much as I did, but yeah, I uh, I had even like um, the soundtrack 
was uh, my workout track for ages. And it was almost to the point where I would go swimming and stuff. And obviously you can't listen to music when you're swimming most of the time. But like City Escape would be like in my head while I'm just swimming laps at the pool, like rolling around at the speed of sound. And I'm just like... To be fair, two things. (laughs) One, it's on my running track. When I nice. when I go running, it's still on there. Two, you could probably sing it while you're swimming. Just scaring some poor child on the sideline. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was a pretty heavy smoker while I was doing that, so <laughs> didn't have enough <laughs> breath as it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Well, another <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, anyway, point was. Uh, 2D side-scrollers, not a fan. Um, 3D Sonic, that's okay. But Metroidvanias, Metroid, Castlevania, all of that shit, I hate it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That is my point. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I love a Metroidvania. I mean, again, this is is taste. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you're a bad person means you're a dick it doesn't mean you're oh, a yeah. bad person but uh, you know you probably like <laughs> games games that i don't like Simple yeah as that. like um uh, what's that hentai game where you're like i don't know i like uh, that hentai game what catherine no i actually really love that game i don't think that's a hentai game but that game is great I thought it was a hentai game until i've been asked to cover it <laughs> recently and i was like why am i covering this for the show and I was like, oh, shit, no, it's not a hentai game. Well, I was wrong without that one. What, Have you played any of it yet? I haven't I don't know. finished it yet. Oh, okay. Well, p- play it multiple times because that's the joy of that game is you get to see the different outcomes. But anyway. Right. Yeah, what's the hentai great game? game? Oh, what's that one where you, like, you shoot a bunch of girls and their clothes fall off? <laughs> oh, is it... <laughs> was it Bubble Bath Babes? Uh, something like that. I mean, Jesus. I'm I'm obviously just joking because I couldn't pull a name out of a hat, but yeah, That's, something like that. Can you imagine that? I don't. We all we all talk Metroid. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Mom, don't come in my room. Why? <laughs> Shit! Shit, mom! No, don't come in. Why are you playing one-handed? Shut up, mom! Why are you watching, mom? Oh God! Don't you make give me flashbacks of the times my parents walked in and me masturbating. Oh no! <laughs> God, I was joking. He's being oh for God's sake. What? Well, it happens to everybody, right? No, it doesn't. No, yes, it, it does. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you it never, never like being no staying. Yeah, didn't you like stay at your parents' place over Christmas? I'm sure they probably walked in then. We've been awkward. My wife's there. <laughs> she was watching so, too. And my child. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she was in her own room, so that's safe. That's safe. Well, I was like, okay, no! good. I mean, what? Oh, yeah. Don't mind me, love. Don't mind me. All right. Yeah, you crack on. As I said, what they did for American Dad. Ooh, spider bite, spider bite, spider bite. Ooh, itchy spider bite. She's just like, you go for it. I'm going to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Well, this is taking a turn that I know yeah. I thought was good. You know what? I always thought Chris wouldn't go this low. No, you just come in. First episode, straight to that little memory. Fantastic, uh, fan dabby tastic, love it. It's that's just where my my mind goes. But um, how, where, where do we go back on track from here? We're talking about two D side scroll, Metroid, Metroid, Metroid Prime. Stuff. It's a three D yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so my point was, 
I don't like the 2D games, so I was pleasantly surprised when I played Metroid Prime for the first time, and I actually enjoyed the 3D Metroidvania aspects to it. So I, I do like it. You do? Oh, okay, we, we yeah. do like it. Because yeah. it's... It, but... It's, you do get a lot going, where's the bot? <laughs> Go on. Oh, I just... I have another story, because... Oh, um, fuck's sake. Go on. <laughs> You like I, I I've already told this story on my podcast, but um, you ever have these friends in primary school or like early childhood, but that you're like really really close friends with, but you kind of hate them at the same time. Uh, yeah, I've had one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this best friend, and his name was Mark, and he actually lives in Sydney now. I think so. If you see him, I'll go get tell him. him I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him to fuck off. But <laughs> I was like at his house, and he had Metroid Prime, and. He was like showing it off, being like, oh, this is so cool, isn't it? And I'm like, it's not that cool. But the only reason why I was dissing it was because I didn't want him to be happy with himself. I wanted to put him down. (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Yeah. But like secretly, I was like, oh, that is really good. But I kind of, I'm mad at you. So, nah, it looks shit. That's a shit game. Can't believe you wasted your money on that. (laughs) He'll be listening to this one day and go, yes, yes. Yeah, he'll be listening to it and be like, man, Adam was a fucking douchebag. I don't know why we used to masturbate together. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) That is a true story, by the way. What? You what? What? You don't have friends that, like... No, 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 we're not going down this road. We're not going down. (laughs) We're talking about Metroid, God's sake. Jesus Christ. Now, you know, like one thing leads to another and then the next thing you know, there's a finger up your bum. <laughs> where, where? You know what? Sometimes people ask me, family and friends, family and friends, family is what especially said, oh yeah, she listens to your show. It sounds really yeah. fun. Yeah. Does it? I can imagine my dad listening to this going, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, son? Hello, daddy, Danny. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll probably disown <laughs> by the end of this one. I was not expecting this to be going this direction. I was uh, talking a nice general chat about Metroid. Now. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Good. So am I. God. <laughs> God's sake. God's sake. Now, I, when I, I'm i going to get to this. right? When I actually played okay. this game, I thought graphically it is absolutely fantastic. I thought, wow, this looks really good. The world looks amazing. And as far as I know, it was kind of the first of its kind. I can't think of any other 3D Metroidvanias at that point. Um, yeah, you got a you got a point. And I was actually thinking about this earlier, and I think it's kind of like a stepping stone to the immersive sim genre, like mm. Prey, Bioshock, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. it's almost like the birth of that. If you discount everything that's on PC, but still. Yeah, you ignore the PC stuff. This is, you know, who cares about the PC stuff? PC master yeah. race wankers. But, you know, this stuff, I think for me, it was definitely a bit of an eye opening. And I thought it was just amazing because I knew what I said. I knew of Samus, I knew what she could do, but I didn't know what the game was meant to be. I, I had no idea what a Metroidvania was. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, okay, I'm meant to go here, I'm meant to go here. And it was that sense of getting lost. In the world, in this beautiful world, was like, holy shit, this looks incredible. I just had so much fun exploring, and I, I played it again recently because I bought the remaster day one, and I had so much fun playing it. It's all mm. the memories coming back of just exploring. It was great. Yeah, I actually played it um, on the Wii. So yeah, I apart from that time when I'd seen my friend playing it, 
I hadn't played it for myself until I got the Wii Trilogy Metro Prime collection thing on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I was thoroughly impressed and I kind of kicking myself for never buying it on GameCube. Like I was a big GameCube fan. I should have had all of the best first and second party games, but I always skipped Metroid Prime and I hate myself for it now. Well, I never played two or three and I kind of hate myself for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think probably money would have been the reason why, because I said I love Metroid Prime and what I thought was it follows that usual thing, like, you know, where Samus turns up somewhere, shenanigans happens, she loses her powers or abilities, you should say, and then she has to go out and explore to go get them all. And mm. I, I just love that feeling like every time you got something. And I was like, holy shit, you can do this. Holy shit, you can do this. Oh, I can, now I can see that. Now I can go explore that. It felt a bit like Zelda-y, you know, on the N6, when I first played, when I played the old Zelda games, and like you get a new item, and then you can go, oh shit, now I can do that. Now I can do this. Yeah, and that's what it kind of felt like a, a bigger version of that, and then it kind of hang on. Zelda is an op- Zelda is a Metroidvania in its own way. I was like, yeah, this is this is it. Were you I'm about happy. to say that Zelda was an RPG? Well, yeah, I was going to, but it's more yeah. of a Metroidvania. Yeah, it's not an RPG, and I will no. die on that hill. <laughs> I will fucking die. No, it's not an RPG. Considering I'm playing Breath of Breath of Fire at the moment, it is not an RPG. Yeah, um, but I just you know what loved it like. I thought it was pretty cool, like, when you first get there, all you've got is this little beam um, and a missile, and that's all you've got to play with. And, yeah. like, you go and fight the wild. Basically, the beginning of the game is fight the wildlife. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck and Peter. Fun. Get in there and kill the animals. Well, yeah, I feel sorry for the wildlife. They're not doing anything wrong, and you're just going in and shooting <laughs> it all to fuck. Like, these poor plants, these poor bugs just doing their own thing, and you're coming in, bah, 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 bah. like, we're just trying to exist. <laughs> you just come in and annihilate them all. But eventually you start seeing, like, pirates or the... the Well, I think they're called the pirates, aren't they? Yeah, um, space pirates. Space pirates. You start seeing all them. Um, but, yeah, I don't feel bad killing them, but I did feel bad killing the, the wildlife. But you begin with, and then you go into the temple area. That's, like, the first main area. And I just loved... First of all, I loved all the different areas because you had essentially the forest where you begin. You had the temple, the labs, the water area, the fire area, and the ice area. And I was like, someone's ripped this out of a page out of like an RPG. Um, Mm. But it just... Every world felt beautiful and great and atmospheric. I just fucking loved it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, like, even experiencing it uh, only just maybe a year and something ago for essentially the real first time Mm. i was shocked by how good the atmosphere is and how well like the visuals tie in with the music to really sort of give you that sense of awe like it actually captured a part of my childhood that i felt nostalgic for which was playing a game and having an experience for the first time because you know being older and playing games i feel a lot more jaded about them than i used to and this was the first time where i was like whoa wow, what am I seeing here? What am I feeling? I'm, maybe my heart isn't as dead as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not dead inside. Yeah. Do you know, maybe you're that... not wrong though. You're not wrong because I, I, I did a list a while ago for my Patreon and it yeah. was like the top 10 games that gave you funny feelings and I completely forgot about this one. And playing it again on the remaster, I was like, holy shit everything is coming back that feeling of going into that new world and yeah Yeah. you are right the music hits home like it really makes you feel like this is this is a 
a living world. This is, and you're alone. You mm. are absolutely. I oh yeah, it is. It's definitely one of those games. Definitely for the N sixty episode of GameCube that made me just go, Jesus, what a game! And I'm glad like no one disturbed me. I was just. Li- it would have ruined it if you had like the music off, people talking. Yeah. This is need to be you and the game and just enjoy it. Yeah, that's one of those games where if like I was sitting next to my partner and they started talking to me while I was playing, I would literally be arrested for domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, I'd be saying to the missus, shush. And yeah, I, I kind of agree, not with the domestic I'd be saying, violence shush. part. <laughs> no, not with the domestic, I don't agree with the domestic no. violence part, but I agree with like, you know, you, um, you, I've played it and I've had my headphones in and I've just had yeah. it really high because I don't want to, I want to get involved. So the missus can watch whatever she's watching, but I'm literally focused on this. And yeah, you want to get in, engrossed. Like some RPGs, yeah. you know, and some platformers, you can just play it and, you know, just click and do your own thing. But they, you'd miss half the experience if you did that, oh, so yeah. sure. Yeah, you, it's part of the it. package. Like, the music, I think, is literally the best thing about this entire game. Yes. I love it so much because it's so ambient, so atmospheric, and, like, it kind of has this sort of melodic quality. To, I mean, it's fucking music, but, <laughs> like, it's good and it's chill. And even in the sort of high tempo, stressful situations. It does its job really well, but then it dies back down to this really sort of calm, explorative, yeah. alien world music. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, when when it all ramps up and the, the yeah. music is... And you kind of think, have it cleared everything? Well, can you hear the ambient music? No. Well, then you haven't cleared the fucking room yeah. then. Get back to killing. <laughs> yeah, in, there's a, there's an area which... like I love cl- going through the, um, the fire section. That was good fun. But the water section... When you go in like the down spacecraft and you're jumping up the um like the, the corridors, the uh, music it kind of felt like a bit like Mario sixty four like you know that doom 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 yeah doom, and it's just so ambient and it's like oh this is so beautiful and then you start seeing things trying to whip you in the face you're like oi, fuck off <laughs> fuck off dickheads I nearly rage quit at that section because and the platforming uh, yeah and yeah. I I also didn't have apparently the right suit upgrade or something so i almost like soft locked myself out of that because i couldn't get to where oh, i needed to go yeah you get the you get the um the gravity suit and once you get yeah. the gravity suit you're off and you can yeah. basically fly and you can run as normal yeah i didn't have that at the time when i was exploring because i was like oh i'm gonna go off the beaten path i'm gonna see what i can find and i got all the way down that shaft and then yeah. i was like fuck I have to go all the way back. It took me like 40 minutes of trying to platform my way back up there without a gravity suit on. It was yeah. shit. Look, that's this is one of the main problems I have with Metroid Prime is yeah. that it asks you to do platforming and platforming in first-person shooters is never good. Mm. It because sometimes you, you, if you get that jump wrong, you get sent back to the right to the bottom. You're like, you dick. And it's like sometimes you have to be sh- looking down on the floor when you're jumping to make sure you get it right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, that's never good. And yet, in that water section, if you go down, if you miss the jump, especially out of the gravity suit, oh my God, you are going <laughs> to cry. And I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Several times. I cried into a few tissues. I yeah. rang my best friend for support. And I wasn't getting through this. And, and he stuck it's... a finger up my bum. Oh, for God's sake. Why is it always <laughs> the finger? Yeah, I can't get through this section. Please stick a finger up my bum. That's, <laughs> that's what I read now, right now. But that's but... the thing that they do in Japan is when somebody needs motivation, they like put their fingers together, like it's shaped like a gun. And then they go up behind someone and they're like, 
punch him in the butthole. Yeah, but that's, that's an anime joke. No, but it's no. real. No, it's I not did it real. when I, yeah, when I was in Japan, I did it to everyone I saw, and they were like, "Oh, thank you, thank you." No, they bullshit. <laughs> you do not go to members of the public and just go Ba-dum! like, or is it yeah. the nujitsu thing of death? And then Naruto yeah. said it was. Kagashi <laughs> said it was. No bullshit. I'm caught raising my hand and calling it there. Okay, Absolutely. fine. <laughs> I see, can see. On, be on news. News. Com. Au. Random Australian man goes round putting his finger up. <laughs> <laughs> Australian man deported from Japan for fingering <laughs> members of the public. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And the thing, do anyway. you know what the annoying thing is? I've actually just put platforming an arse. That's my note. Platforming an arse. <laughs> the, that is actually my genuine note here. Platforming an arse sometimes. Water tunnels with tentacles. Yeah. In context, I mean... out of context, with all your. That sounds horrendous now in Japan. That's absolutely sure. I'm not going into the tentacle stuff. You want to no. look into that with Japan? You people listening to this, you do that, not me. I am not held any responsibility for what you Google. But let's just say that you're going to be in for a good time. Oh, I forgot. No, well, depends. <laughs> depends what your your viewing is. Now, we said about you just said about the the gravity suit. Yeah, you needed that. But yeah, because you went off. Yeah, you can go explore, and yes, yeah, you said you can go off the beaten path. There is a a route you are meant to kind of take. The game does kind of, yeah, you. It doesn't tell you where to go very often, but it kind of mm. hints like, well, there's a miss. You can check your map and go, there's a missing door. There's a door here you can unlock now with that new gun. Maybe you should go there, but it doesn't tell you. So there are points yeah. where you can go, I'm fucking lost. Where do I go? Yeah, look, that's one of the uh, one of my pet peeves in like gaming in general. So if I had picked this game up and played to a certain point, and maybe I saw like, uh, oh, that's a grappling point that I probably need a grappling gun for later mm. on. And then I kept playing and then I decide, hey, I'm going to put it down for a couple of weeks. I pick it back up again. And then I go, what the fuck am I doing? You're gone. Where You're am gone. I going? Yeah. That memory is erased. So yeah. it's one of those games like I had to play it in uh, like three sittings over yeah. three days. You've got to. I think any Metroidvania, yeah. any game like that, you've got to. You can't put it down. Again, you know, you really can't just pick it up and go. Like with, with an RPG, you can pick it up and put it down. Yeah. You might be a bit lost in the story, but you're not going to be lost in maybe the direction. But with a Metroidvania, if you do put it down, you're fucked. You, you've mm-hmm. got to basically do it start to finish, or you are absolutely buggered. You are screwed. Yeah. Um, and this is the prime. Like I, I finished Metroid Dread straight after this, and I remembered I played this for a few hours and then got a bit lost, and now I can't remember where I'm going. So I started the whole thing again. I was like, right, start again, and then picked it up and, and did it. Finished it um, on a few settings, finished the whole thing. I think there's only one, one instance. Dread? To, dread, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so I finished that in like a few settings. Um, I finished, I did finish Prime, but I had to get, I think, the odd help. And that was near the end. I started to have to get help. And it was because once you kind of like get Samus all his abilities back, um, yeah. you then have to go looking for artifacts and that was just <sighs> bullshit yeah that is like the biggest shit stain on this entire game is having to collect well, it's like 12 of them or something 12 right? artifacts yeah and they're yeah. dotted all around Ugh. and you I, I completely forgot about the artifacts until I essentially went to where I needed to go it was like, and it, the game's basically you could have got there straight away at the beginning yeah. but I went there right at the end um, and the game's like, go find these artifacts. I was like, okay, I can go. It gives you like vague hints where they could be. 
Yeah. But you ain't going to get them all unless you get all the abilities. So there's no point going hunting for them unless you get all the abilities because some of them are behind pillars you need x-ray vision for. Some yeah. of them are behind you need like the double jump or you need the grapple beam. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And they're everywhere. So you really have to know the map and get hunting. It's like, fuck me. And that just added like an extra hour of me Googling because I could not be arsed trying to figure yeah. this shit out myself. I somehow managed to collect most of them sort of organically like if you explore hard enough while you're just exploring the levels you will eventually come across them if you have the right stuff mm. but i i did need to get like a good four or five of them and the ones that i was missing were the most bullshit ones that you can possibly get which is like uh, one in particular which i remember was like this is fucking stupid and it's in like an ice level or something and you got to oh, like, i know it's exactly one you're gonna say the, yeah the, you gotta like the, shoot down a tower tower or, yeah <laughs> uh, i was like how the fuck am i supposed to know that <laughs> that's so and at first like so yeah basically there's like a pattern there's like you come to this open space and then there's a few towers and you've got to shoot a tower down which then collapses in yeah. where you are and the artifacts in there and it's like how the fuck did i was he meant to shoot that down how yeah. would you have any bullshit idea you were doing that no and it's not just that like you had to like get into a specific room and then look out a specific window but that specific yes. window has boxes in front of it so yes. yeah you got to think of shooting the boxes first then looking out the window then shooting a thing that is attached to the tower to make it fall i'm like ah i hate this <laughs> Yeah, who was thinking, oh, this sounds like a really good idea. This is, yeah. this is great. The players won't have any problem with this one. No problem at all. And that was, you know what, that was one really... I, I don't think they should have done the artifacts. I think they should have just basically said, once you get your power-ups, then you can reach the final room. Yeah. Um, that should have been for me. Or get your power-ups and reach the, the key item or something rather than 12 keys. Yeah. Um, and that should have done it because the... The basic, the whole thing is, is once you get, for those who don't know, I'm not going to spoil the game per se. Actually, no, fuck it. No, we've had long enough. Um, but what about the remaster? People oh, yeah, you've had long okay, okay, okay. uh, Yeah, I'll be very <laughs> careful then because you basically get the 12 keys, which let you go into the final area. That's basically it. But yeah. so you can't do anything before you've done. So you can't like skip it. Don't think you're a smart ass and go right to the beginning and fight the, the final boss. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, but you need to get all your abilities. And she's got a lot of abilities. She has shit ton of abilities in this game. Yeah. She can jump twice. Oh, the double jump. Holy <laughs> shit. Once you get the double jump in any Metro game, it's like bliss. It's yeah. so good. Um, she's got the double jump, the ball jump. Uh, and the uh, ball, sorry. The ball, ball bomb. Uh, I hate that one. I hate that thing. Like, the ball. in 2Ds. Well, I mean, not the ball. The morph ball is cool. Um, I hate the thing about having to jump with the morph ball by placing down a bomb and then using oh, yeah. that Boop. to... Uh, I hate it. I just think it's stupid. And that that's all I have to say. <laughs> there, there was a, there's a... Around the world, when you go exploring, there's energy tanks. So energy tanks basically give... Imagine like another health bar. Yeah. Um, and there's one where it's like you're on the morph ball in water and you can boost yourself up quite high with a bomb. But if you empty the bomb... Uh, the next one you can basically as you're coming down hit the next one and go up and you have to do it three times and yeah, then I hate you'll that. get an energy tank and it's like oh this is going to take some fucking timing and I was like I did it um, but that was taking some time and I was like Jesus Christ um, that's one of those things where I'm like that is bullshit and I will not be doing it because I hate having to do the timing with the bombs and stuff like for the most part I found this game relatively easy 
there's just certain particular sort of platforming elements like mm-hmm. the morph ball jumps that I absolutely despise. And I was like, I'm choosing not to engage in this because <laughs> it is ruining my experience and I don't want my experience to be soured by this shit mechanic. I am refusing to partake in your entertainment. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. I will not acknowledge your existence or your religion or your mechanics. <laughs> but we need you to do this to complete the game. Well, sir, you have a problem. I don't. You do. Tough Sort titties. yourself out. Take it up with my solicitor. Because <laughs> some of the other stuff she got to play with, like, um, she got the different guns. Yeah. Um, and basically the game becomes broken once you get the ice gun. Because it's like... You get the ice gun, you're like, do you freeze? Yes, you die. It's like, one <laughs> shot, boom, frozen. Destroy with a missile, which is cool, but everything just basically becomes annihilated once you get that gun. Yeah. Um, then the, the thing I thought was really impressive was the, the visors. Um, I thought the visors were... There's a scan visor, which basically helps you kind of learn more about the law. So if you want to learn the law, you can. It's all there, but you just got to scan yeah. it. Um, but then I completely forgot about the different visors as in the x-ray visor and the heat visor. And I thought they were so well done. I thought, holy shit, you did not need to put those visors in to make this yeah. a good game. And there's a whole section where you basically fight in the dark and you have to use the heat visor. And I was like, Christ, mm. that's incredible. That's so well done. Yeah, I will say that I really enjoy the visors and the implementations of them as well, especially when you consider that you know, that's part of transitioning the franchise into 3D and being yeah. first person is it allows you to do stuff like this that you couldn't do in the 2D versions. No, so, it would look stupid. It would look, it yeah. would look really weird in the 2D one. Yeah, but, it's like, oh, you're going to put a filter over the screen and now she can suddenly see through walls. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it would be, a filter. But yeah. this just works so well. Um, yeah. And when you get, you can basically, it's pitch black and you can just see the enemies like, oh, there they are. Um, it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sitting there but when you put exactly like, turn it off it's pitch black shit yeah god see a fucking thing and the x-ray one lets you help basically see through walls and see hidden platforms again yeah it looks really cool um i just thought it looked but that look again i suppose i'm looking at the remaster the original it still holds up but the remaster i think really just makes everything very sharp and very crisp yeah. I, I remember but- being wowed by the wii version um and that was like a very minor upgrade on the gamecube version so I think like even the base game on GameCube in general has a lot of amazing attention to detail stuff, like especially, oh, yeah, like the x-ray visor. You can see Samus's hand through the hand, you through can. the hand cannon. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that's something that's, you know, what a great detail to have even thought of doing that. So, yeah. you know. But it's like if like, you, um, you shoot a blaster at yeah. the wall, her reflection comes up on the visor yeah it's like fuck like all rain appears on the visor when you look yep. up i was like yeah they didn't need to do that shit they didn't need to they could have just ignored it and no one would have no one would have said a thing no one would yeah. have gone oh it's missing that but to do that again yeah it's that little attention to detail beautiful Just yeah beautiful. and that's something that like no one had ever done before ever no at the time i mean i'm sure they probably had but you know um it was something that back in those days was completely unnecessary. And I guess even in today's standard is still pretty unnecessary, but it's something that they really wanted to push the, um, push the, the graphical abilities of the GameCube or, you know, have something to show off how good it can actually look and how, how much detail they can actually show in a game in that yeah. era. 
Yeah. Well, I think yeah, definitely with the, the GameCube was is now proving to be this little hidden gem, which yeah. I think a lot of people snubbed at the time, and now they're realizing, oh shit, Metroid Prime actually is a really good game. Mm. Um, granted, yes, it has been a remaster, but you could you could have they could have dropped the original Metroid Prime, and that would have been awesome. I was playing F Zero X, F Zero GX. Yeah. Fuck me, that game is still incredible. That still game looks the shit, and you could release that right now, not even remastered, and it would still look amazing. Hmm. And I think the just GameCube, upscale it. Yeah, just upscale. I think the GameCube just did a great little thing, and this game, hmm. yeah, yeah, there are moments where you can think, okay, that's a bit old school. I know with the um, playing the GameCube one, the controls were, were complete, a bit tanky back then. They yeah. were very different controls, but at, this time I went straight to the re- like when I was playing the remaster, it was already configured to what you'd expect a modern day shooter to be. So I completely forgot what the original controls were like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in the originals you really had to use that auto aim, like to basically aim straight away and target, which was a godsend back in those days. It was like this is incredible yeah. having an auto aim. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, and to counter that, the Wii version had different controls as well because obviously it uses the motion controls of the Wii mm-hmm. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, this is like one of the best implementations of motion control that I've experienced in a Wii game, even though it was originally for GameCube. So, I, I mean, this, yeah, there's still like a couple of kind of annoying little, uh, uh, what's that word I'm thinking of? Idiosyncrasies or little, little things that are kind of a, annoying, like, um, how to select and change your weapons, for example. Like, yeah, this is one of my pet peeves in the entire game is, um, like you said earlier that you get all these different guns. In order to open certain doors, you have to use certain colored guns, which means mm-hmm. that you need to, like, change the gun. And in the Wii version, you have to, like, pull up a menu screen and then move the pointer to an icon on the visor to select oh, that gun. Oh, yeah, that'd be annoying. That'd be yeah. Annoying. That'd be annoying. That slows it down a little bit. And especially if you're in, like, in the, in the middle of a gunfight, um, it takes, like, two, three seconds where you're suddenly getting hit by other enemies because you need to switch to a better gun or a better beam well, or no, whatever that happens and there's a boss there's a one particular yeah. boss where he starts throwing basically um the pirates at you and the pirates at that stage now have different colors they come in yellow red white and purple which signify yeah. the four guns but it's okay it's all good well and good when there's like three red ones but then they start saying two red ones and a yellow one you're like oh for fuck's sake so i can't <laughs> hurt the yellow one with the red gun and i've got to switch and yet this game even on the remaster is not fun to you know it's not like when you play call of duty we can suddenly just roll through your guns as you're running yeah this is not a game where you can run and roll and stroll for your guns you have to kind of go uh, uh, uh. it's very clunky in that sense mm. It's times where I wish she had like a, she could punch them or something, but she hasn't got yeah. like a strike, which is like Halo did, but this hasn't got. That would have been so handy if she can whack them with her arm cannon. That would have been yeah, amazing. That's, you know, I didn't even realize that was missing until you mentioned it, but that makes perfect sense. Well, she's got it in Dread. Um, oh, does she? she oh, that's yeah, right. Oh, Dread, see, Dread does it very well in the sense of uh, it's more like to do different moves and abilities. It's more button combinations. Mm-hmm. So if we like back trigger B, that's a move, or back trigger Y, that's a move, and it, it was sort of stuff like that, and it works so well. So the the combat's so fluent, and um, mm. rather than having to stop and go right, I need to switch. Oh, for fuck's sake, one's the wrong visor. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean a visor, I meant the freaking gun. Jesus, and you'll, you'll do that a lot. 
swear to yeah. God, you're playing it. And you're like, mm, now everything's ah, now everything I can't see. I put X-ray on. Christ. <laughs> now I can. All room. I can see is the bones in my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's all I can see. Where's the enemy? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah. they do like they do the switching quite well in the sense of you get an item and that is probably going to be helping you in the boss that you're going yeah. to be fighting. And it's not like normal bosses like sponges, aren't they? Like basically, and you know, shoot it as much as you can. But here, there's always a little knack to them. Like one boss yeah. was the flower boss was you have to practice with your targeting to get the like shoot the solar panels up. And then yep. practice getting in a ball, rolling down, using a bomb, rather than just, you know, using it as a bullet sponge. I was like, that's quite clever. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's unique. They could have made it a bullet sponge, but they didn't. I was like, all right, you can have that one. That's quite cool. Yeah. It's very like Zelda in that way, where like yes. you, you get a new item and you have to use that to beat the boss. Do you know what? I'd 100% agree. It's very yeah. Zelda-ish in that sense. All the bosses are like that. Yeah. Every one of the bosses, there's, uh, yeah, it's you find a new mechanic and you learn the new mechanic. Apart mm. from, I'd say the boss against Ridley, and that's not a spoiler. You see Ridley in the start of the game, you know you're going to be fighting it. So that's not a spoiler for anyone comes at me. Um, yeah. But the Ridley fight's amazing. That's so yeah. cool. That's the best one because it's like, um, I, I think I described it in this other episode I did, like as uh, almost like a pilot dogfight, except you're stuck on the ground, mm. and so. Yeah, Ridley's like flying around like a fucking fighter jet and you're trying to like shoot him out of the sky and stuff and he keeps like looping around and coming back to you to dive bomb you and you just got to like yeah. anticipate it and I think that was really cool. I've seen it, yeah, seeing Ridley flying like around like you know you're not going to hit, you can't hit it but it's just that like, you, yeah. you know you want to try but it just seems so cool. Like, come on, fucker! Fuck. <laughs> and it was like that, that boss fight is such a cool boss fight. That is the best boss fight in the game by a mile. Um, yeah. Just because it has that atmosphere. The stage is getting absolutely annihilated. Like The poor Chozo, <laughs> these bird people who basically did all this. Um, they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Look at the mess you've made. Like, <laughs> our poor Chorizo temple. <laughs> yeah, our poor temple. Fuck you, Samus. You literally <laughs> come. We want you to destroy the Metroids. Now you let them free. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <sighs> now you've wrecked me little... I spent ages making this little device with the keys, and now you've ruined it. You see Fuck this you. fucking feature wall that was hand-carved, bitch? Yes! All those <laughs> things are hand-carved. You look at them, they're hand-carved, and she's just come in there and blowing it all up. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute bitch. And, uh, but, I ha- go on. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, I have seen... Um, while we're still on the topic of uh, Ridley, I have seen people complain about the way that he like flies around for too long. Um, being like, oh, it just slows the fight down. But the more I think about it, the better it is because it's kind of like you have the rush of fighting him when he's on the ground and then you finally get a chance to have a little bit of a breather when he gets up and flies away so you can sort of yeah. recenter yourself. I think that's a great... I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I honestly... It, oh, fine, he's in the air too long. But just take in what he's yeah. doing. Take in the fact it's the way he's flying is so. At first, he flies off. You're like, where the fuck is he? Where the fuck is he? And then you hear, Aah! and you're like, there he is. <laughs> fuck is there? And you can't get him. But it's just so atmospheric and it's so cool yeah. to see, you know, see like. And this is the thing: video games can be cinematic. Just yeah. it's kind of you when they say let this, let the moment breathe, let the scene breathe. That's mm. that exact moment. Let him flying around. Take that in. Like, imagine if you saw that in real life, a thing flying around. You'd be shitting yourself. Yeah. 
you'd be keeping your eyes on it and you'd be watching and waiting. You wouldn't be like, you know, oh, hurry up and just fly at me already. Yeah, you wouldn't. And again, this is the sort of thing, you put the music up, you get in a room by yourself, don't let anyone else near you. You take it in, get the environment in. And if you, if it's, if you want it, you know, really quick, then you'll miss out on all that. I absolutely, I thought that was some of the best bits. Him yeah, seeing him fly I... around. Again, I can't think of many bosses in mm. video game like that. Still can't to this day think of many bosses like Ridley. He's up there for me, one of the best bosses I've ever fought. Yeah, I agree. I think he was definitely very memorable. Um, especially when you compare him to something like that rock golem thing. Oh, that just rolls around. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. just shooting like coloured rocks for a while. You're just shooting coloured rocks for a while. Yeah, Metroid does fail sometimes a little bit on some of the bosses. Because I was thinking, well, Castlevania does bosses better. But then I played yeah. Metroid Dread and went, ooh. Ooh, okay, some of these bosses are freaking incredible. Um, oh. oh, you keep Metroid. you keep selling Metroid Dread, but it's just a shame that it's two D side scroller. <laughs> <laughs> now Metroid Dread's incredible. Like Metroid Dread, like it, it, it's sinful that we've hardly had any Metroid games. Yeah, um, like we we talk about like Mario, and, you know, has had so many, and Metroid was that it's considered one of the pillars of Nintendo's franchise. Yet there's barely anything of it. Yeah, um, and it's surprising how little it actually sells. Yeah, it is very, yeah. very niche market. So I can understand how they, they don't sell it. Like, I'm so mm. upset I never played 2 and 3. Ne- I'm so upset by that. But I have made my own little bold predictions on the show that we will see 2 will come out. They'll just drop 2 at the end of the year. It yeah. will just get shadow dropped. Then if that happens, 3 is going to get shadow dropped. And then once that happens, 4 will get announced. That's yep. what I think is going to happen. They're building us up to 4. Uh, for sure. There's no way that they wouldn't do it. They... they- have to have like have that in the planning stages if not like it's got to be nearing completion or be completed already they're just ready to j- drop it whenever they'll just drop it and i think they yeah. will and yeah what we we're saying about um i just realized another thing really pissed me off um you know because near the end of the game i said i was you going around chasing all these things and you these these artifacts you yeah. do kind of get to the stage where apart from when you fight the bosses you do become way overpowered in that sense of once you collect a few energy tanks enemies don't mean anything to you you can mm. just run past them and they're fine so you you start fighting like these ghosts these chozo ghosts cool to fight at the beginning really cool when you have to fight them at first and you have to use your x-ray vision to fight them but eventually you're just like leave me alone Ugh. yeah and like every enemy <laughs> is like just leave me alone i just want to go get an artifact and piss off go away yeah i mean i think that's kind of a common thing for most games when you sort of have to backtrack in particular yeah like i'm not a big fan of backtracking i don't like it in resident evil games i don't like it in metroidvanias but it's just sort of something that you sort of have to accept and i think in more modern days they've they've kind of put a bit more quality of life thing to it where it's like you know uh, i guess dark souls for example will give you shortcuts and stuff whereas Mm -hmm. in this one i specifically remember like that whatever those caverns are magmore or whatever yeah you you don't really get any shortcuts in that no. you literally have to keep traversing back and forth over and over again and it's really through the lava and you're like oh for fuck's sake yeah so it's yeah. like all these enemies are, that are around me i'm like yeah you bothered me before but now i'm literally just running past you because i cannot be bothered spending more time here than i have to 
Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with that, and it gets a bit annoying. Do you know what, though? I, I know I brought Dread up, and I can mention this again. You just said about by the end of the game, they kind of become useless. Um, yeah. Games like Hollow Knight and um, Dread, kind of what they do is they take the enemy and they kind of evolve them a little bit. So even though you go back to the original uh, same places before the beginning, now the enemies are upscaled. So <sighs> it doesn't matter that your health is you know high. They can hit you just as hard. Um, but there's a reason they explain the reason. They're not just done for the sake of it. There's a reason why it's happened, which I don't mind if they can do that. It's when they just upscale it for bo- random bullshit. That annoys me, but they do it plot-wise. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, because on the one hand, yeah, it's kind of cool that you get to use your newly upgraded stuff in, uh, I mean, against enemies that are better scaled to your strength level. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, you are hindering me from progressing this as fast as I could. (laughs) You're still fucking hindering me. Yeah, you are in my way. (laughs) And I shall take this up with my solicitor. (laughs) Imagine Samus Samus is walking around, this is a solicitor walking behind the whole time. (laughs) Do you know what? You you might see, do you you watch Bluey? That just kind of reminded me of a freaking Bluey episode. If you've not watched Bluey and you're a you've got any sort of kids jesus christ watch that show it's just the dad walk has a solicitor like, as a as a puppet and i was like oh my god this is he's talking about his fucking solicitor i was like oh it's, uh, a, it's me random tangent here but i don't care it's my show i'll do what I yeah want. i love bluey i watch that every day i don't have awesome. any kids fucking awesome i love no bluey. i don't really i oh. haven't seen it <laughs> oh you're dead to me dead to me do you know what they were saying about enemy there is one enemy which no matter what how strong i am pisses me off and it's when you're in the dark and it's like a drone gun and the moment oh. you even it sees you it starts constantly firing like so many bullets at you and it is if anyone played that if you can remember playing this bit you literally in the dark can't see a thing it can see you and it will hit you hard and there's about three of them so all you can do is hit, use the wave gun and hope to God you can kill it before it literally annihilates you and you can't leave the room until you've killed it. Oh, I was like, I actually I f- can't remember that. Oh, mate. It's, fucking hor- it's when you go, it's in the ice bits when you go yeah. into the labs uh, for the first time and it's pitch black. It's absolute nightmare. Yeah, I remember being frustrated by that, those sections because of the pirates and stuff and having it be pitch black, but I don't remember a drone gun. Oh, just... You yeah. go for a walkthrough and then hear, listen, you'll hear it and go, eh. Okay. There's one thing I should, <laughs> should say about this, which I think is really cool, is that with the gravity suit, one one thing that happens when you get the suit is the Metroid suit evolves. A design changes. Yeah. So the first design is when she basically arrives, she's got some items, and then she loses it, and she gets like that first ever Metroid feel. But by the end, you get this thing called the Phazon suit. Holy shit, that's a gorgeous gorgeous yeah. thing it's jet black it's like, yeah fuck. oh gorgeous gorgeous did you just make a mess i did i make a mess over that said that, <laughs> that suit gets me hot and horny i just everything just looks better in black they just yeah. do well once you go black you'll never go back we're talking about design choices here yes once you go black yeah. you never go black and hopefully and coffee <laughs> we'll we'll keep that to the drink and only yeah. the drink because yeah. I, I worry about that mind of yours. <laughs> Terrify me. <laughs> it's totally well, innocent. But oh, no, hang on. I, I do yeah. agree. I, I think like uh, in particular, like one of the best things about having a, the suit upgrades is seeing how it evolves and how it has like a cosmetic change. And I've always loved that kind of thing in games where it's like, 
you're progressing, but there's also a cosmetic aspect to it, which is a visual visual representation of how you are progressing. Yeah. And when you get that kick-ass black suit at the end, I'm like, holy shit, I am now a badass. Yeah, you do feel an absolute badass when you're in that suit. It's like, oh my God, this is awesome. And even when, again, I've played most... I've, I've finished three Metroids now, and I want to finish them all just to get these awesome suits at the end. Yeah, and just you just feel like the complete package by the end of it, and it's so so cool. Like, mm. Oh, never change. But you yeah, know, the thing for me, I, I could basically praise, and I will, like, how much I love exploring. I love exploring this game. Have fun. Go find tanks. Go try and solve puzzles to get extra rockets. Great fun. And yep. you can you can spend absolute hours on this. You can spend it on more than any other Metroid. Like I've ever played the other ones I've played. You can spend so much time if you want one hundred percent everything. You don't need to. You do not need to at all. I think the the main thing you need at least at least forty rockets at one point. You need to have at least forty. You should have more than that. Um, I got all the energy tanks apart from two. I think I missed two, and they, I just again found them naturally. I wasn't going looking. I wasn't guide booking them. Um, but I had such a blast. I, I loved mm. it. Um, the bosses one or two times killed me, but apart from that, now it's fine. Managed to get through it okay. Wow. Yeah, um, I I do not recommend that you 100% this game because I <laughs> was bored of it by the end. Yeah, um, it will. It, it'll probably do that because you're looking for all the missile tanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't bored of it by the end. I think I just sort of hit a point where I'm like, okay, I am satisfied. Yeah. So now I'm going to complete it. And I don't... Yeah. Um, like, unless you get a really cool secret suit upgrade or something like that, then I'm probably not going to collect everything. But if yeah. there's like a, a really good payoff, then I'm all for it. But there's not. There's, yeah, there's not. There's not a cool play. And that's that's a sad thing, really. You don't really get this amazing payoff. But yeah. I think Met- Metroid's not really known for that. Metroid is more about, you know, you do a run where you're trying 100% everything, then it's the speed running element, basically. Like, how yeah. quick can you finish this game? Which I'm not into. Hey, people are. That's, 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 your, that's your gravy then, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm more about just play the game, enjoy the story, um have fun and then i might play it again and i said i've i've completed it again and i might play again next year and yeah. get jump back into it it's always nice to have that option but thoroughly enjoyed it uh it was yeah. good fun and i su- suppose i haven't even mentioned like you know sort of about the enemy designs like the metroids are in it and they're freaking scary as shit when they fucking arrive um, yeah like ah! these little like basically massive jelly jelly fishes that jump on your head it's like jesus christ get the fuck off Oh, they're nothing if you've already been to, like, the Great Barrier Reef. You've seen plenty of stuff like that. I Good haven't, Australia. Though, I haven't been to the Great Barrier <laughs> Reef. And I know there's some, like, let's see, he's not even lying. There's some scary shit in our waters. Yeah. Scary-ass shit. Yeah. We, we, we had some guy die. He got eaten by a shark. And, like, there's a guy fishing. And he's like, why isn't the fisherman doing anything? So like, what the fuck do you want him to do? Just jump in. Just Yeah. Are you talking about that video, like where yeah. there was like that torso floating, and everyone yeah. was like, "Do something!" I'm like, "Well, what are you supposed to do?" What are you supposed to do? Torso. Yeah, I was like, "Do you want him to jump in with the rod?" Like he's like, "I'm yeah. playing Zelda. I get him." <laughs> oh like, Jesus off. Christ! <laughs> yeah. Like, um, poor not guy's to mention, dead. It's not what you do. Sadly, <laughs> it's, just, it's true. Like, what, what would anyone do? I won't. I won't be jumping in. No. Yeah. I'd be, I'd um, be like, I'd be like the freaking main course if I jumped in with my belly. <laughs> Why they yeah. look at my ass like prime rump? Jesus! Let me jump in. He's probably still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fancy round two, fucker? <laughs> yeah, great idea. He needs dessert. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, like, fine. Sharks are scary and all that, but we have, what, the most lethal jellyfish in the world? The you do. Blue bottle jellyfish? Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's yeah. terrified of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a real-life Metroid that will kill you in... Actually, I don't know how long it will kill you in. Not Pretty long. quickly, though. Yeah. It's not... We, uh, it, it is basically a real-life Metroid. It doesn't sap your energy like a Metroid does. It just fucking kills you. It's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's like, I'm not taking... It gets nothing from killing us, basically. We're a Metroid. We'd basically yeah. take our energy and be like, ooh, thanks for dinner. This thing's like, <laughs> fuck yeah. I'll just kill you anyway for fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably... It's just minding its own business. You touch it, you're dead. But yeah. the Metroid, that will leave you alone eventually. And each time it gets you, it's not going to kill you unless you're like already low health. Yeah, yeah, unless it's just going to sap that little bit of energy from you. It's take take yeah. what it needs. Take what it yeah. needs. See, at least the Metroids are quite nice to you. These things, fuck off now. They're, they're yeah. horrible. <laughs> so I'm- the point is, Metroids, they look cool. They look a little bit like things that you'd see in the Great Barrier Reef. But at the same time, not nearly as dangerous as an animal that you'd find in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, don't come to Australia things will kill you (laughs) or on the other hand just don't be that afraid of the things in metroid (laughs) metroid my friend yeah or take a copy of your game and throw it at a jellyfish here and see what happens see who wins (laughs) imagine that you walk it you you, you, they got barrier reef and you just see someone throwing their copy of metroid prime fuck you (laughs) fuck you junk jellyfish what the fuck you know what they should really do is they should splice a Metroid with the DNA of a blue bottle jellyfish, and then you'll be in for like a real bad time if that becomes a real enemy. Yeah, I think. Well, to be fair, if you combine the, the DNA of anything with anything from Australia, like yeah. a Metroid, you, you're fucked pretty much. <laughs> you got the snakes, you got the spiders, you got the jellyfish, the you got platypuses, the, the platypuses, male platypuses. They'll fucking get you. They've got. Uh-huh. The, they'll get you. <laughs> evil bastards and no i'm not talking about echidnas chris you can do one no yeah that imagine being horrifying. pegged by an echidna <laughs> right before we go on a massive huge tangent and continue about metroids have you got yeah. anything else you want to talk about this game yes i do go on then. um i want to know what you think of samus as a character do you think she is a strong female protagonist um She's a strong character, but we don't know much about her. All we know is that she just shoots yeah. people. We don't know anything about say, her personality much. We is, she much. A, is she a strong character? Because, like, who is she? <laughs> or is she just a good... I think you only start learning little bits about her later on. Like, I think Other M does a little bit of story stuff. Um, yeah. She starts talking in Metroid Fusion, but there's never much interaction with, with anyone there isn't dread, mm. but again, it, that interaction is so limited. Um, you, you would I say she's a strong character, or she's just a good fighter soldier? At the current moment, I'd say she's just a good fighter. Yeah, because I'm kind of sick of seeing people hold her up as being like, this is the strong female protagonist. And I'm like, okay, you're just using her as like some sort of um, scapegoat to show how virtuous and woke you are because you know a female character or whatever but like she's literally a blank slate for the player she might as well be a robot like there is nothing to her other than she just so happens to be a woman underneath that armor and apparently she has some emotions in other m but other yeah. than that she's nothing there's not much like the only thing you say she's just a good fighter but if you yeah. compare it to other characters where well, you could say like joanna dark uh yeah. laura croft um there's much more to them 
personality-wise. Even Ellie, you know, from yeah. The Last of Us, is much more to them as a character than there is to Samus. I agree. Samus is just basically an outlet for the player, um, mm. and that's about it. Now, people can come at me and say, well, no, what about, like, Master Chief? Well, yeah, but Master Chief at least talks. He at yeah. least has communication with other characters. Samus doesn't. Samus really is a blank slate. And had Nintendo in the first NES game not decided to reveal she was a woman, you could have got you could have said she was a male and no one would have questioned an eyelid. Even the name Samus, no one would have batted an eyelid with that one. Going, okay. Yeah. She doesn't even have to be a human under there. Like you wouldn't even know. It's just this cool looking mechanical robotic suit yeah. person. Yeah. And that's awesome. But I I'd, I'd love to see Samus get some personality. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to do something because if they want to make a Metroid movie, they have to give her something. They have oh. to give her they have to give her some sort of they've got to give it just something, just some I'm not saying she has to go on a big massive character development, but she has to at least talk freaking talk at least a yeah. little bit. Uh, John Wick doesn't talk much, does what he needs to do, right? But there's still yeah. at least a few lines of dialogue. That can be the same for Samus. All right, but there's got to be something. She can't just be a complete blank nothing. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, I would, and I've been saying this for ages, I would fucking hate a Metroid movie because I don't think that there's any narrative strength there to translate or adapt into a film. And it's the same thing with Zelda. I would fucking hate a Zelda movie because I don't care to see Link be portrayed on the screen with some sort of personality because he's been a mute forever. Yeah. Like, it would be so weird. Yeah, again, yeah. The thing is, yeah, with Zelda, yeah, Link is a mute and he's not, he's meant to be us. He's not meant to be anything else. Whereas with, you could argue you could have a plot around him if he was a mute, but with Metroid, the plot, like, look at John, okay, I compare this to John Wick again, right? Okay. John Wick, he has, he's got, a few lines of dialogue, right? Like 300 mm-hmm. words, I think, was one of the... Like, that's all he had in one of the films. But there are so many other characters around him to interact with, right? So they yeah. kind of make the plot. They and they make the story. They bring in, like, the history. They set the groundwork. Whereas with Samus, there's never, apart from maybe Adam, who is, like, the space AI, that would be the only communication other character that would be in the story to drive the plot, and yeah. that would be because most of the story would be Samus exploring. I was like, this is not. There's, there's got to be more interaction. There has to be other characters that have to drive yeah. the plot. And you wouldn't. All you'd have is this robot going, there are the Rand. You have reached a destination. That doesn't work as a plot point. Yeah. It works in a video game because you could do all sorts of fucking killing in between. Doesn't work in a movie when we have no yeah. interaction. No, 100%. Like, what? 99.9% of all Metroid games are Samus alone yeah. or fighting an enemy who, like, doesn't talk. Yeah. So, n- none of the space pirates talk. I don't think Ridley even talks, right? No, Just Ridley. screeches. Ridley can talk to his... T- apparently, Ridley can talk to the pirates. Yeah. And in the comic, Ridley has been shown to talk. But again, that just could be their speak, not essentially human speak. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like there's no... There's no basis for a script there. Like if if somebody, because I went to film school, by the way. Ah. Um, if <laughs> I didn't. If somebody were to say to me, write a script for Metroid, I'd be like, I'm going to put my head in the oven right now because it's yeah. impossible. You literally can't do it. Like, what am I going to say? 
oh, Samus is sitting in her spaceship and she has an inner monologue about, oh, maybe today will be the day that I fight the Metroids. <laughs> it's yeah. nothing. And that's the thing. And if you do start putting an inner monologue on there, again, you can do a little bit, but it couldn't be the whole movie because yeah. that it's like even like Leon Kennedy-esque because that's not in Samus's character when people will argue and go, that's not the character, that's not who she is. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if, I, if if they did Leon a you know proper good version of Leon in a yeah. film, and if he wasn't cracking jokes every two seconds, everyone's gonna go, "What the fuck?" Yeah, not Leon. Have you have you thought about um, who would play Samus in a movie? You know, it's gonna be Brie Larson, isn't it? And that's gonna annoy the tits oh, out of me. Fucking better not be. I will. Uh, I don't know what I would do, but it, <laughs> Brie Larson. I would pushed. be very upset. Not. Nah. Fuck her. She's well. I suppose she's a plank of wood, um, <laughs> but, but I can't that's stand what, her. But maybe that's what you need. Yeah, I don't know. Just like I would but, rather a CGI character than her. No, but no, but think about it, right? If, yeah. if she played, if she had played Samus as a plank of wood, right? We'd be happy. Yeah. I don't think I'd be happy in any scenario which involves a Metroid film. Well, okay, okay, yeah, I can understand that one, but I just don't think she. Yeah, I, she wasn't the cap, the Captain Marvel. God, I, I, why was there no stage? I, I can go and rant about Captain Marvel. So um, could I. Maybe it's her fault. Maybe I can say technically, I don't blame blame her. I blame direction because it's yeah. not it's the writing and direction that makes them likable. Not her acting. Essentially, it's like we'll do this. Okay, I'll do this. That's what I'm paid to do. So blame the writers to you know that made him how it is. But I think as a Samus needs to be a blank of wood because that's all she a blank of wood because that's all she is at the moment until she yeah. does otherwise. Like I think she says one line of dialogue in Dread. That's it. What is it? What oh, she say? It's like something like I I will do this. I will stop them. That's it or something in Chozo language. That's all oh, she says. So it's not even in English. It's not even voiced. Oh, it's voiced, but in oh. like Cho- in Chozo language, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know Chozo if anyone comes onto this and goes that's not what you've just said you've just said go punch your mother in the throat I'll kill you I'll literally come after you and find you and get you with a rocket launcher no chance yeah. absolutely you're going to get the guy that's like um actually I speak Chozo because I studied it and I fully translated the language I studied it at university I spent yeah. my college degree why won't this get me a fucking job because fucking Chozo <laughs> I can speak Chozo, Elvish from Tolkien, and what's that fucking Star Trek thing where they have the wrinkled foreheads? Oh, uh, there's Ferengi. Vulcan? No. No, there's uh, Vulcan, Ferengi, Klingon. 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 Yeah. They're all that, That's language. what I was thinking. <laughs> fucking Klingon. I love how people do that. I not time. <laughs> Imagine that, though. I... Like it's, it's I want to learn how to speak Japanese. That's I think a talent. Someone's gonna go, yeah, but knowing Klingon's a talent, a talent. But the thing is, someone is gonna actually go, yeah, it is. It's a talent. But yeah. nowhere, nowhere in this world is gonna go speaking Chozo <laughs> is a, is a talent. No one is gonna be saying that. Yeah, but at the same time, there's nowhere in this world where you would have to like practically use Klingon, apart from a Star Trek convention. Well, yeah, but even then, most people aren't going to be speaking the full language and there's only going to be, like, what, two people that can actually speak it? It's not like you're going to the planet Klingon to speak Klingon. <laughs> I don't know Star Trek. <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. All right, listen, we are going on such a tangent, which isn't yeah. a bad thing because I actually didn't think I'd be talking about a film, but 
It's not a bad not not a bad conversation to have, and that could be a DLC. Who could that could be a DLC? Who should be yeah. be the main character for Metroid if they were to do one, or if they did the Smash Brothers thing because that's going to be mentioned. It constantly is. But what? so it, oh the Smash. You know how the Smash Brothers thing. Were they saying that there's going to be a Smash Brothers movie? No one's no one said it officially, but there's always people. Oh no, so you got Sonic, Pikachu, and Mario. You got to have a Smash Brothers film. Okay, no, people that say that are dumb cunts and they should be drowned in the river. That's stupid. <laughs> I can't stand that. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Where do you come up with this bullshit and you are you want to be taken seriously? You're the kind of, like, video gaming nerd that gives us a bad name because we're not all... Uh, I don't want to say the R word. No, you're we're not, not all... saying the R word. You'll get yeah. picked out. Yeah. We're not all dumb cunts. There, you can say that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend. Right. If you're going to rate this, if you if you want to rate Brie Larson's acting ability, no, no. If you want to rate Metroid <laughs> Prime out of 10, what are you giving it? Um, I would give it, uh, I think, a solid 8. I'm going to give it a 9. I think okay. it gets let down, mainly for me. It's because of the, the stuff at the end with the... Yeah. the uh, and the what you call it, the artifacts, artifacts. and yep. the, the platforming is not the best because it's never going to be in a 3D game. And apart from that, I had an absolute great time. Loved it. Yeah. Love playing the remake. Sorry, the remaster. Cannot wait for the second. I am literally, that will come out at the end of the year dropped. You guarantee it. And I'll be buying it day one again and I'll be on it straight yep. away. I'll be waiting for that because I, even though I have the trilogy on Wii U, um, I. I, I mean, I said ages ago that I would get around to playing the second game. That obviously hasn't happened yet. But, I mean, now that that remaster of the first game's come out, no doubt they're going to do a second one. So, I might as well just wait for that. Correct. And when it does happen, I'm looking forward to it because I, I think I consider myself a Metroid Prime fan, not a Metroid fan. Yeah, well, that's fair enough because you hate all 2D yeah. games. Yeah, fuck 2D side-scrollers and platformers. I'll Those retro on- games? Ugh, I'll have you yuck. next back on to do some of them. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I can try. I'll try, and I'll probably just rage, and, um... We can, we can take raging. We can take yeah. raging. I mean, uh, if you're going to talk about the bouncer and rage about that game, I can rage about something else, so... Good. Good. Well, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and honestly, Likewise. it's been so much fun, and thank you so, so much. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. Take care, mate. All right. Bye. <laughs> And that was episode 67 of Metroid Prime. Thank you all for listening. I hope you've had a good show. Thank you, Adam, for coming on. I can't wait to get you back on the show. I actually can't wait to get you back on the show again. I really can't. You all take care of yourselves, and there'll be a new episode each week. Look after yourselves. All the best. Bye-bye.